Produced by women about women, Powerful Women Let's Talk is a series of interviews with women who are trailblazers and have helped shape our world, transforming who we are and how we live. She has quite the leadership resume, recently serving at Michigan Women Forward Executive Director of West Michigan. Judy Welch has shared her talents with multiple organizations, including Inforum and Uptown Cleaners. We catch up with Judy to discuss her calling to lead, plus why the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding is so familiar to her upbringing. Good, hello to you, Judy. Good that you're here. Thank you, Shelley, for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Yes, let's get right into that My Big Fat <laughs> Greek Wedding. I think you're Lebanese. I'm Lebanese. Lebanese, but Greek is not too far off. The only difference is we laugh because in Lebanese, when you make baklava, that wonderful pastry, they call it baklava. Wow. So that, no. But we are pretty much from the same church, just a different archdiocese, but very much similarities. Great. We'll get into the details Great. on that. Congratulations to your success. Let me also add, everybody wants to be a cover girl. You've been there, done that. <laughs> I was so fortunate when I joined MWF after a couple of years. I was, we, our office was right next door to West Michigan Women, and they put me on the cover, and that was really, truly a wonderful opportunity for me. Yes, well, to share your story <laughs> with others. All right, let's talk leadership. When were you first a leader in your life? Oh, I think I've been a leader in my whole life, but a couple of standout opportunities was when I was teaching skiing, you know, back in when I think I was 14 and 15 years old. Wow. I loved gathering everybody and teaching them skiing and learned how to really take my talents. But the second one that comes to mind is when I came home from Denver after my dad asked me to be part of the cleaners that was in business since 1932, Uptown Cleaners said, I need you to come home because the only way I can retire is to have a family member. Well, being from five girls, I was the only one that had the business experience, so tag it was it. So I got thrust into that in my leadership style right from the get-go was trial by error because after a year that I was there, we bought out my uncle and I became president at 25 years old wow. in a male-dominated industry. And it was trial by error that my leadership skills came up. So I was more of a transactional leader there where, you know, in practice, you worked alongside your individuals that were part of the organization. It wasn't where you could always be at the top. You had to be a visionary because we grew from five locations to 17 by the time I sold it. So, but it was all trial by error. And it was a great opportunity for me to learn to have all the different leadership styles become a part of my journey over 19 years there. Wow cleanest suits in town, I bet. That was right. Goodness. Did you study leadership? Oh, what got you into this career of leadership? Well, again, it was just, it's amazing how things happen. When I came home, I, I lived in Dallas and Denver, and I was a vice president of a bank, and it was really wonderful. And when I came home, and my leadership style changed from being at the cleaners, and then when I left there, I ended up having an opportunity after selling it after 19 years. It was just a lot of work with two children and trying to figure things out. And the economy at that time was tough. So I ended up working for National Heritage Academies. And so that was a great opportunity because that leadership style, again, was more where you were tactical. You were growing. You were a visionary. So when I started, we had 11 schools. And when I left, we had 52. So that was a different type of leadership style. And then going into Inform and MWF, I was able to use my other skills where, again, I was a visionary and also a coach and mentor because the fun part of that was both of those organizations were from Southeast Michigan, and I was asked to bring them to the west side to grow them. 
And I remember when I, when, when I was thinking about going to Inforum, I thought, ooh, you know, how's that going to be a women's organization? But it worked out really well. And all of my leadership training from the past helped bring me to both of those wonderful careers in my last one at MWF. Hmm. Let's spend some time talking about leading women's organization. Right. Uh, maybe some good, maybe some bad, uh, <laughs> probably no ugly. Any special challenges, surprises, or thrills with uh, Inform as a, a female organization, networking organization, MWF, Michigan Women Forward, obviously, that you carved your niche in your latter part of career. Right. So that was wonderful because I was able to use my entrepreneurial skills for MWF. I was able to use a lot of the skills from the past for both Inforum and MWF. But with Inforum, you know, one of my concerns was with all female organization was, how is it going to be? Because my previous bosses were male and I loved them and they were wonderful and I didn't know how I was going to react to a whole female so I ran into a coach that I had known and she said you know Judy think about when you join in forum and the women because you're growing it you'll end up with 600 friends and I did and I'd have to say some of my closest relationships today such as you Shelley mm -hmm. that's where I met you mm -hmm. was in the Inforum days and it was a great opportunity mm -hmm. because it was an organization that was helping you grow in your leadership skills and training the younger generation to network and get connected and find mentors and grow and then when the opportunity came to join MWF I wasn't planning I was going to retire back at that time and I was approached at Michigan Women Forward which was an amazing certified community development financial institution, which is really focused on entrepreneurs of color and celebrating women and the next generation. I thought, what a great opportunity for one of my last mm -hmm. careers to do. And it worked out well because I was able to connect with a lot of the corporations here that were run by males who love the opportunity to support women. So even though sometimes it got a little daunting with all women, the other part was the men the male counterparts loved it because it gave them an opportunity to think about their organizations, how do they help lead women, and also their young daughters that a lot of them had. So it was, it was really amazing. So it, it served its purpose. And again, talk about leadership styles. Both of those organizations, I was a visionary because again, I grew them and got to them where they was. The best part about MWF was whatever we said we said we were going to do about opening an office and bringing all the programs and initiatives we did that and it was a true joy for me and it's a still a wonderful organization today lots of uh, with this excitement and passion you can see it in your eyes yeah you mentioned coach does one need a coach in their well, life i would say the younger generation today needs to be able to get involved in organizations such as Inform or MWF and meet other women, get involved in civic opportunities, nonprofit boards if they can. There's so many opportunities to get engaged in this community. And if they start early enough, they can build. And then when you go to events, seek out somebody mm -hmm. you want to see, but find a coach or a mentor, somebody that it's just, it's, it's wonderful because I'm still doing it now with several young women, helping them kind of navigate where they need to be today and in their career changes and um, because I'm finding a lot of the younger generation moves a little bit more than I'd say you and I have done I mean you know you don't stay for 30 or 40 years anymore but you want to be very thoughtful about your next move and, and you talk about passion maybe your first job's not going to be your passionate job but it will lead you to your next one but if you do have a passion money will follow so don't cut yourself short because yes. life's too short yep. you know when does a young woman know need to know or when should she know it's time to move on a young woman yeah um i think you know she needs to be very proactive in her organization can i give you an example about my daughter for example i mean she 
is amazing in her uh, marketing job. And uh, she was thinking about what's the next step for me. And so I've been coaching her on that, but she got approached by another marketing company that heard about her. So I think, first of all, your talents will precede you. If you're doing a really good job, you'll find the recruiters and stuff will come after you. So they did for her, but then after she, you know, and she just put out this large dollar amount, which is hysterical. And they loved her so much, they said, you know, we'd like to have you here. So when she went back to her previous, you know, company, she sat down with the president and said, you know, I really wasn't looking. This just came. I love what I'm doing, but this is a great career Mm -hmm. opportunity because they strategically, I know where I'm going to be. I know what my my progression is. I think a lot of the individuals, young individuals today, want to know kind of what's their career path. And if the companies don't allow that, they're going to lose their employees. If they don't allow either straight line or going up. It's important for com- you know corporations today and, and amazing, wonderful individuals to help the women that they're working with figure out what their career path is. Otherwise, they're going to lose all that talent. So anyway, sh- they said, no, we don't want you to leave. And they begged her to stay and gave her a higher salary, you know. So I think, you know, you just have to talk it through and, and decide kind of where you want to be. And I'm finding a lot of the younger generation are more into the work-life balance. And so they're trying to figure out where they want to be today. Hmm. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's what my daughter said. She goes, I just need a little bit more work-life balance. Hmm. Yes. So let's move to the, uh, the mid-career gal. When should she move on? Well, I think you kind of know when you're, you know, when you need to get off the bus. I've talked to a lot. You know, when I decided to retire, it wasn't because I didn't love Michigan Women Forward. I was passionate. I loved it. But I had worked so hard the last Mm. five years taking care of my family, my mother, who died just before COVID, and then COVID Mm. hit. And when you end up through COVID, you're home a little bit more. You have time to think about Mm. where you want to be. I wasn't quite ready, but I knew I needed a couple of surgeries, you know, to be honest. And the best time and I had to put it all off. So I ended up saying, this is the time. Plus I had felt fulfilled at MWF in what I accomplished is what I set Mm. out to accomplish and I felt good and I wanted to leave on a high side and it was time for the next group to take over. I had built it and brought it to where it needed to be in West Michigan. Now the next generation, because we became a CDFI, was to take it to the next step. So instead of 50 loans to women of color, Let's do a thousand, but I'm not quite done yet. So there'll be something next in my future. But I think you just a lot of peers were retiring, and my husband said, "You know, I've been retired three years. Let's do some traveling." And I think COVID and the loss of your family, you just just kind of brings it to the forefront. Where do you want to be? Because life's too short. You don't know what tomorrow's mm-hmm. going to bring. For sure on that. All right. Uh, as you slowly, most likely, work your way back into the community, <laughs> how does a how does a gal know what board to serve on, and should she? I definitely believe, for me, you know, I have a lot more to give, so I want to give back, and I want to get back into it. I miss, I was out, you know, for six months with some surgeries, and I woke up going, I don't know what's going on around. So I miss my, the businesswoman that I was so associated with many often say I miss my purpose I do and I did and I didn't know kind of where I was going to be and so a real a friend of mine that I had lunch with the other day who was the same thing well how do you introduce yourself when you're retired and you don't say you're retired you say I'm reinventing myself or I'm rewired rewirement because you really are thinking about the next career so I think you know in your heart when it's time and if you've accomplished what you've done leave on a high side I've talked to several of my peers who've said I left at the right time 
Great. And you celebrated with your big, fat Lebanese wedding. How's that? Instead of big, fat Greek wedding. Tell me about your family. What, what, oh. what does this mean, this big, fat Greek wedding, and yet you're oh, Lebanese? I'm from a big, large, I'm from five, I have five girls in our family. And I'm you number, are number? I'm four out of the five. Okay. And I consider myself pretty opinionated, but they call me the doormat. So that's interesting in our family. So yeah, my mother was an amazing woman who really brought us up right. You know, it was great. So, and we were from a huge Orthodox church. Cause so there's a Greek Orthodox church, the Syrian or in the Russian Orthodox church. So our church is right on East Paris. We're celebrating a hundred years of being around. And mm-hmm. it is just, just like my big fat Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. When you go, you cook and you go to the dinners and you've seen them, you've been mm-hmm. to the dinners, they're hysterical. Mm-hmm. And it's so similar to our family. The growing up of being with everybody nice. around you, it's, 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 it's fun. What would you say if I said, let's run another marathon? Uh, I did one. I don't think I can do it again because that's why I had to have my knee and hip replaced. I did one marathon at 47. That's my leadership style. I'm one of the, I just love to just go do something. And I went into Gazelle Sports in, Jan, in December. I think I was 47 at the time. And by January, I was signed up to do a marathon in San Diego. And I was, I just did it. And that's kind of how I run. I just kind of get out there and do things. And that's how my career has happened. It hasn't been because I've had to do, you know, large interviews or do, you know, any of those. I just have gone from one job to the next, to the next, to the next. And it's been through word of mouth and my, and my accomplishments. I've been very blessed. Would you recommend it to another? I think if it fits, you know, I was, I was my dear friend who was with a large accounting she said, Judy, you've gone a lot farther than I have. I have much more education than you have, but you have your work experience. So that has helped you grow. I don't know how it is today with the job market, but back for me, it worked really well. Again, my accomplishments kind of preceded me, so I was able to go from one job to the other. I was blessed. I was very blessed. Yes, still our first female president of the Better Business Bureau. I, when I came back into town, I thought, I've got to get involved in organizations. And so I became very involved with the Better Business Bureau. It was all a bunch of older white men and I was the only female and I became the first female president of the board that was fun it's a great opportunity thank you for that what about the secret to a successful marriage is we'll be married 40 years next year not to retire at the same time that's first of all and it's also just being open and honest I mean you know John you've met John we just kind of do our own thing and I don't feel that I have to rely on him for every single thing, and I think that's important in a marriage. You need to have your own life and your own definition, you know, and be comfortable with who you are. You have to love yourself before you can love somebody else, and that is that has been sort of our motto. We just are very comfortable because I can go off and do something, and he can too, and it works great because he retired three years before I did. And uh, I think it's even though we are retired now, I will I still have another gig in me, so I'm planning to do something next year. How will you discover what that is? Well, I've, like you talked about boards. How do you get on boards? I've been asked to be on several boards right now, and I'm just kind of waiting uh, through this year to make sure, because whatever I get involved in, Shelley, I really want to make sure I'm, again, that passion and I can do a good job. So I've got a couple in the back burners, and we'll see what goes on. But yes. again, you, I needed to kind of get through this year, and you know, and it's been a great opportunity because... My career through all of my organization I've been has just been amazing. And I just want to impart my wisdom to other people that I can because just been blessed. Mm-hmm. The pandemic, you mentioned this. Did it change you? Uh, Absolutely, it changed uh, forever? me. Forever, yes. Yeah, first of all, again, um, I'm, 
the Friday, March 13th, I remember when they closed everything down, I got called at my, I was in Florida and my mother was ill. And she didn't have COVID, but she died that following. So I got home and she died that following Monday and everything was shut down and we didn't get to celebrate her. And she was very much an icon in this community. So that affected me for a while. And then the fact that we had to slow down. I think that was important because I, like you, Shelly, mm-hmm. we're just nonstop when you're in business and you're in events and everything, you, you know, you have family. It was crazy. And it, it, that slowing down was the best thing because it afforded me also time to listen to people. You know how we're always talking, but I was able to listen more because you had all these Zoom calls and everything. Um, but it did. It was, and you didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow. And it was scary. So it did change me. And I think that kind of put the bee in my bonnet and John's that it was maybe time to retire in another year or two. What's your piece of advice to your daughter as she uh, fulfills her career roles and becomes a... Um, Stay true to yourself. You know, I think that's the biggest issue for individuals is don't compromise who you are and ask for what you want and just be happy. And it's not always about the money. You, you know, to me, I think it's also about her passion, and she's she's very happy right now. And neither one of my children are married, and they're in, on the older, but they're living their dreams, and so I'm happy for them. So, be an authentic leader is what I've always said to my daughter. Don't don't hide. Know when to speak, and when not to. And and she's very involved in the community too, which is good. And I think that's helped her. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What you gonna, are you going to skydive or do anything uh, uh, that, that really celebrates Judy Welch? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I love, we're going to Colorado next week, so I'm hoping to do a little mountain climbing and yes, see how it goes. But I'm not a triathlon like you are, Shelly. I can't do what you do, so I'm in awe of you. You are Judy Welch. You are a cover girl. You are a, a past president, CEO, and much, much more. So thank you for this, this conversation. You are a powerful woman, so let's talk as we have. Judy, thank you for this time. Thank you for having me, Shelley. Produced by women, about women. These powerful podcasts focus on powerful women and how their strength transforms who we are and how we live. Want to hear more powerful women Let's Talk? Get additional interviews at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. Powerful Women Let's Talk is produced by WGVU at the Meyer Public Broadcast Center at Grand Valley State University. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of WGVU, its underwriters, or Grand Valley State University.